Alrighty, so I'm just gonna start from numero uno. What else I'm gonna be for? I'm just gonna talk super duper fast, just get it in and out, just because I feel like yeah, I switched to a different app. I feel like it's still gonna be like we don't have enough storage, so basically just as a recap. Uh, I was on Snapchat. I was explaining to everyone that I finally left my toxic relationship. It made me toxic, which is really sad. And then it's the worst thing during COVID because you already, like, see your friends kind of disappear. And luckily me, like, my best friend is, like, across the country. So if I want to see him, I have to, like, go. And I've been able to go, which is so amazing. Guys, I'm officially now a licensed professional travel agent. So wherever you guys want to go, let me know. Um, please tell me that you guys want to get married on a cruise, and if you don't, why would you want to spend $25,000 or whatever's going on on Zoom? Okay, cruises are open, so let me know what you want to do. You want to pay $2,500, which is already what you were going to pay to be on the cruise, okay, together. So everything's all included. You get your wedding, you get your certificate, you get your ceremony, you get your tax rental you get you know the whole thing is covered and also too you have your honeymoon too so it's just a no-brainer in my opinion let me know i got your back for sure let me know everything because you know that was a school for social work so i know how to listen to you i seriously care anyway i just want you to know that if i smoke before i see you it's because i really want to know what you're saying interestingly enough like i used to go to work i'm not gonna say which work but um, honestly, when I smoke weed, okay, lately, because of my birth control and a bunch of stuff and a bunch of trauma, I have a really short fuse. You guys, I used to be the most patient person you've ever met. Literally, give everyone the benefit of the doubt. Now I argue with everybody. Why? Because I know, I know bullshit now. And it's crazy because everyone's bullshitting. And it's like, how fucking dare you? I would never bullshit you. I don't care who you are. I don't care if I'm just picking up pizza and you're going to bullshit me. I'm going to tell you to your face, like, how fucking dare you? I know what you're doing and it's not right. Talk, like, look at me. Like, do not do that. Anyway, so sorry, you guys. <clears throat> so the last thing that I was talking about on my snap was one that I appreciate the platform because that's one of the only platforms that I do feel comfortable talking about this on um to be honest with you I would totally feel comfortable talking about it on Facebook it's just that I know I'm Facebook friends with my mom and my mom would be like don't talk about that on there and blah 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 and I would just hear it now that I'm here like now that I had to like leave my apartment and come here that's all I would hear all day every day like how dare you talk about that so it's like ugh. I wish you would just listen because that's kind of what I'm explaining is that the stigma from the East Coast, because you guys don't know, can't grow it here. So sorry, which is a whole like industry. Like I want a farm on the West Coast, probably in Oregon to grow marijuana and sell it. I'm so sorry. And honestly, I would open up a dispensary and everything like that. I know that that's like late but to be honest like no I just remember going over there and I met so many people that it's like they had so many sashes in their car so that when they go to work they smoke they smoke with their their boss and like at lunch you smoke so that you can eat and you have to eat the best thing and like people don't care and then after work you gotta smoke and it's like 
they just had stash for this and that and this and that and this and that. And then you have dispensaries. You could either do dispensary or you could have your dealer. Now, the dealer in Cali was, yo, that was the best thing I ever had. First of all, delivery. Wow. Delivery free. No extra charge. Wow. There's edibles. These edibles, you guys. Oh, my way. And I've never really had that many good, like, experiences with edibles but after i died on my 22nd birthday because i took 900 milligrams um i didn't know what i was taking so i knew what i was taking there were strips and each strip but like you look at the bag and it says like x amount of <laughs> the triangle with like the weed leaf on it, it says the number so i'm like oh okay it says 300 what it meant was 300 per strip so me and said best friend we took three um, because they tasted good. They were, they were like sour blue um, strips. They were like just candy. So we ate them. Oh, my God. When I tell you I died, and when I say I died, I don't mean like I died. It really was just like, oh, my God. I'm like going into some other like vortex that like I know I'm still here. But like, I mean, this was actually a little uncomfortable for me. So I had to keep waking up myself and being like best friend oh my god stay with me because we were just talking about something all right cool all right i'm fading back into whatever dimension it was and it's like okay i just feel like i'm dying though so i have to keep coming back but that dimension that i kept like falling into was so interesting but then so the thing is those 900 milligrams and i smoked before so probably even more um i did it again like a few days later because the pack came with 10, so it's like, ugh. and I lived with, like, I lived with pretty cool people, I'm not gonna lie, um, but the partner at the time, he had, like, a whole bag himself before he even gave it to us, so it's like, Jesus, anyway, um, we had more, so it's like, all right, you know what, the second time, it's during the day, because, like, we had it towards the night, so I'm, like, already tired, which is probably why I was dying, um, I was also really emotional that day because it was, like, the birthday. Um, and, like, before my birthday, I had, like, a whole argument. Anyway, that doesn't matter. I'm moving forward. Um, so the marijuana, right? So me, I've told myself, because someone else taught me this, they were like, um, and not that you want to be this way, but this is just what they taught me, so I've kept that in mind. Um, they said when you smoke mind you I know that we're just talking about edibles but he said when you smoke you're supposed to keep smoking until you're like oh my god I need to snot and then if you're like in a scythe which is when you're like with others then you just do one more hit or something when you want to tell yourself stop you do like one more and it's like only because you're in a safe space if that makes sense. In my opinion, that's what I took from what he was saying. It's like, you know what, take one more from, like, you being, like, you're at your limit. Take, like, one or two more hits, hold it in, and, like, just, like, be there. Because you're going to come down from it and, like, do the 20 minutes. It's going to feel like an hour, but it's going to honestly be 20 minutes. I don't get the munchies, so... Me, I honestly will just be talking to people. <laughs> and people get mad at me because some people, when they're that high, they just want to, like, not do anything. And me, I'm like, oh, my God, 
let's do this, um, I want to talk about this, what's your opinion on this, um, but anyway, so, what I was saying, though, the important part about marijuana in my life is that, like I said, I am on birth control, I do want to get off of it, um, I have the thing in the arm, so that's why I'm like, because if it was just the pill, I feel like, because I used to be on the pill, and I could just stop, you know what I mean, taking it, you know, it's something in my arm, which means it's a whole procedure, and it actually hurt when it was installed, like, the night of, so it's like, I had to prepare myself mentally for, like, the pain, and it's funny, because you know what, we're in the time during COVID with vaccines, and I've heard that everyone who's gotten it, they're like, yeah, I mean, my arm felt like it was gonna fall off, it's like, that's how I felt when I got this in, I don't know if I'm ready for that, if that's what you mean, because I cried myself to sleep. I could not sleep on it, on the other side, on my back, on my chest. I could not sleep, so I just cried, and then I, like, ended up sleeping. That's, like, the only real time that I've, like, genuinely actually cried myself to sleep, because, like, I can't. I'm in so much pain. Oh, my God. So it's, like, I have to mentally prepare myself to take this birth control out. Um, but it's, like do I want COVID? Someone brought this up on a radio station. They were like, so if they're saying that COVID could potentially um, decrease or increase your infertility rate, then it's like, uh, why would you want to? And people, lack of better word, okay. I know I was a bad major, but I'm just going to say lack of better word. Basically, the vaccine has given it to you. So it's like, so if it was going to guarantee infertility, why would you then volunteer to take it this is why women should like be super skeptical um with it um i wonder what like i don't know i'd have to look that up and i'd rather not even say it because it's like i could have just looked it up for me to get the answer anyway so back to my whole thing guys sorry i'm on a whole different rant i'm really let me let me follow or catch you up to why i'm probably getting off of track um, so I've been sober for like four days, um, because of the whole situation, um, but then I was purging, so when I say that, I mean, like, at my house, if I go to my room, like, it's full of, like, my whole childhood, honestly, up until, like, when I left, um, so I just have mad stuff, and then me moving across the country, I only went with, like, my car, I left with like animal crackers a bag of clothes one bag maybe two bag of clothes bag of shoes and that was it so ultimate minimalist you know what I mean but then of course my partner at the time brought like most of his stuff with him too with my stuff too and then it was just a whole thing and then we created a whole life there moved there lived in Isla Vista for a while which is in Goleta which is in Santa Barbara, and then we moved to Oxnard, which is a little bit closer to LA, not really, still close to Santa Barbara, as opposed to LA, but anyway, um, what I was saying was, the whole thing about marijuana, I really do feel as though we are coming up, of, like, it's going to be called something else, it's not going to be the prohibition of marijuana, I think it's just going to be the revolution, and, um, I just hope that uh, people who have been, you know, it's funny, you know, my mom today, right, so I was doing a training for something, um, and, 
uh, my parents were just being, they were just reminding me of my uh, toxic um, relationship, just of what they were saying. Like, I'm very, like, sensitive now because of how toxic it was. So, like, I'm super sensitive, so I'm going to, like, respond in a way like I'm kind of okay, but I, like, responded in a petty way. So they were, like, kind of saying, like, I'll make these cookies because I brought cookies. And I was supposed to make these cookies with my partner, but then we, anyway. So I brought these cookies home, and they're like, make cookies, you want cookies? I'm like, okay, I wanted to make cookies with a certain amount of people, because you can make 36. So it's not like the regular one where you can only make 12, it's like I'd rather make 36, because it's like, I want more people to be here, I haven't seen people and stuff, I've been isolated for so long, um, and not due to COVID, because of the relationship, to be honest with you. Um, so I'm waiting for that time to come. We can all celebrate the break of my toxic relationship, whenever the case may be. But I want to do these 36 cookies with more than just three people, please. Thank you. But anyway, um, they were just saying other stuff that just made me think of said person. Um, and so my mom came down and my dad was already making the cookies now that I said no. Um... And then she came in and I told her, I was like, I just want you to know, I felt a little disrespected, so if you really wanted me to make these cookies, because they were like, cookies now, I don't like that, you know, my abusive partner would have, he wouldn't have said that, but it just made me feel like, it just made me feel some type of way, I know they were, they were joking, but I'm so sensitive right now, so I told her, I just want you to know that if I were to make them while I'm doing this training right now I would have put weed in it and she said don't do that like she immediately went from like a smile to a frown and was just like if I were to have an allergic reaction and blah 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 and I'm like listen you can only have an allergic reaction if it was laced which it's not like I just smoked it last night there's nothing in it um she's like you don't know like mom honestly you're talking to me who can like totally honestly truly educate you on marijuana right now in the best possible way now this weed that i smoke is from 2016 now this is already immediately i just said something that mad pothead people would be like you just smoked weed from 2016 listen like i said i love the okay that's what i was getting to i could be here i could be in a different apartment in Albany and I could be in California you know what I mean because I have mad of my stuff in Colorado in a BMW I have <laughs> I mess up the car the Mitsu this brand new car that I just got that I drove there the third time that I went to California it's still there I need to get it back um I have a bunch of my stuff in there too um but like here I do have a bunch of stuff so it's like me I'm already a minimalist because I just told you I moved across the country with just a bag of shoes animal crackers and a bag of clothes in my car like honestly that car was empty I could have picked up like five people um so I'm like I feel like I need to just purge everything because I basically only wear the same stuff anyway regardless of all this variety of things that I could wear um, so I'd rather just, like, just honestly, like, donate a bunch of it, get rid of a bunch of stuff that's old, like, oh my god, I found, like, deodorant that definitely expired for lord knows how long. So anyway, I did this purge, and I'm still in the middle of this purge. Oof. 
and it's just so therapeutic you guys you should just do it just do it because being and this is what made me like I was already on the midst of being a minimalist but now it's like now I'm going to actually like plan to be what is it have my intention to be around being a minimalist because out of sight out of mind I will donate whatever it is that I need to. I was already donating as I went along, but now I'm really going to just donate mad stuff. I want my studio to be in this room because my studio is in the studio that I had in Albany. I mean, in Troy at the time. Um, and I don't have any more. And that was when I was able to have my social interaction. Um, so anyway, back to the whole thing. I know I'm going in circles, but understand that if I had already started a podcast, I wouldn't be going in circles. There are so many things that I want to talk about. I guess right now I'll just narrow it down to I feel like there needs to be an open conversation on marijuana, and I really need people to be open-minded. And it's really funny because I was going to be selling, I'm not going to tell you what it was, but basically in the script of selling said thing, they you would say all I ask is that you have an open mind that you keep an open mind fair enough in my mind I'm like do you know how hard it is for someone who has a closed mind to even realize that they have a closed mind and then to have an open mind that is actually very hard so yeah you say it like all I ask is that you have that you keep I always say have that you keep an open mind no that is so hard depending on what the topic is <sighs> so I need people to have an open mind whoever is going to be invited to that conversation of um, you know like how this whole conversation of racism that's going on that's just not working out honestly I'm traumatized every time I see that flag that's blue that I know means cop now I know that my dad's a cop I have two of those flags that are in the house Oh, he's a retired cop. Two of them that are in the house. Honestly, when I go up the stairs and I look at them, I'm honestly triggered for no reason. But it's because, honestly, I feel like that flag might as well have been the Make America Great Again hat. And it just triggers me. And I don't feel safe. Even though my dad was like a whole cop for my, my whole life. Literally, when I was born, he became a cop. So it's like, for 21, well, not 21, because I left when I, I don't know. He was a cop for a very long time. I just know that that blue flag makes me feel some type of way. And now don't get me wrong. When I was in Santa Barbara, I found out that if you are a cop starting salary, you get $92,000 off that. Bop, bop. Now, just so you know, there is a huge training. It's very, very, very different from the East Coast. So this is already a thing in the middle that people don't understand. If you are someone from the East Coast, especially from New York, and you go to California and you apply for any job, it does not matter. You're going to get it for the most part. Why? Because it's more fast, not more fast paced, but people are hella chill in California. And they know that people from the East Coast, especially in New York, you're about work. You're going to do the work. So they love that. And that's why I'm saying you're most likely going to just get the job just because you're, you're from New York. Oh, I know that you know how to work, honestly. You know what I mean? Because I don't know what it is. It's not that people are lazy. It's just that people are more, like, laid back. They actually care. That's funny. Like, I remember I got into mad, ac- not mad accidents, but a couple of accidents on the East Coast and a couple of accidents on the West. More, like, in New York and then in California. And the thing is, 
when talking to the insurance company, whoever, it doesn't matter, whoever you're calling, um, in California, people are like, whoa, you got into a car accident? Are you okay? It doesn't matter if you're calling Geico. And they're like, really? Are you okay? Are you doing all right? Oh my God, that sounds crazy. Hope you're doing right. Like, okay. In New York, it's like you call Geico. They're like, um... So it's going to be uh, an additional charge on your thing. I hope you know. They don't care how you are. They don't care if you're in the hospital. That's not necessarily true. Let me not say that. Because last time I do know, it's like I said that the car flipped because it, did, it didn't flip, but it went on its side. Someone else was driving. I don't want to talk about it. Um, and they're like, oh, my gosh, that sounds horrible. But it's like, no, honestly, in Cali, they'd be like, whoa. Like, they really, like, are you okay? You need, like, anything, girl? Seriously, that's how they are. Like, they genuinely care. They're very, very liberal for a reason. And I don't know what's good with the East Coast, but it's like, I need you guys to start caring about, like, things. You need to start caring about, like, things. And um, this whole thing about Colorado saying that um, they legalize cocaine. Okay, let's go back to the whole thing about the breakfast club interviewing i want to say then i forgot who the doctor's name was man carl hart or something something like that and he was saying that he's an avid heroin user and i'm like whoa they put heroin in pills now what that's scary but i'm already putting stigma on it let me shut up because there's mad stigma on marijuana so let me shut up and let me just listen an open mind boom an actual open mind. I'm here to just listen because I've never done it. I'm just going to hear it. You turn it into a pill. You're telling me that there are people who can function on it if they're just taking one. Hey, like, I don't know what's going on, but whatever their thing is, they're functioning on it, right? It might even be your boss. They're functioning on it. They don't need to tell you. It's none of your business. Mind your black owned business. Oh my God, that's the first thing in every single thing that the America struggles with. Everyone off bat needs to mind their black-owned business, period. Okay? That's all I have to say. And that's on so many things. You guys, I used to, I mean, not used to, but technically used to, whatever. Used to pierce people. Pierce them together. Um, that whole thing of, oh, is it the left ear? Is it the right ear? Should I even get it? In my mind, I'm like, first of all, get two. I'm not just saying get two because I want you to get two and my sales are going to go up. It's like, just get two because I don't want to hear this conversation. I don't care for it. I don't know what you're trying to prove. It's 2021. If it's left, if it's right, just get both. Now you have two good sides. Boom. Boom. Now you have two good sides. That's it. That's all it is. You just put bling on both sides. That's all it is. You're just putting bling in both sides. One of my coworkers said that, damn, I wish I took, I wish I was the one piercing this person because it was father and son. And son wanted the flower earring and the father was like, no, that's gay and this. And I'm like, I'm hearing this secondhand, mind you. So I wish I was there because me, every time I, my biggest pet peeve is when people come to the kiosk like, Where's the men's section? Actually, there's no such thing as that. There's honestly no such thing. And what I tell everyone is, to be honest with you, they said, where's the men's jewelry? I say, to be honest with you, in my opinion, I'll say that part too. 
whoever wears it, that's who it's for. Period. That's what it is. That's just what it is. Am I wrong? I'm right. Okay? If you want to have a heart in your ear, then you have a heart in your ear. That's it. I had it a bee in my ear, whatever. Let it be. Get it? Let it be. No. Like, mind your black-owned business. If your son wants a uh, flower in their ear, like I said, if you got the advanced care, you only have to care about it for four to six weeks. I mean, three weeks. That's it. Honestly, it feels like it's healed in two. Do it for three at least. Please, honestly, still, even after. But if your son is saying that they want this uh, flower, let it be. It's their life. I don't care how old they are. It's still their life. It's theirs. It's not yours. I know that you gave birth and whatever. Protect them. Sure. They honestly basically just came out to you. I'm assuming. But they basically just came out to you and you caused the whole scene and put mad stigma and now your son is never going to come out to you till they're 50. Till they're 50. What relationship is that? What relationship is that? You just basically had a whole negative connotation on who they are. Who they could be. I'm assuming too. But in my opinion, that's just not cool. I don't know. I don't like that at all. That's why I always say, you know what? I say whoever wears it, that's what it is. Because honestly, that's stuff from the past. We are in a whole different world. Not only is it working 9 to 5, you don't want to do that. You want to work from home. Not just because of COVID. You want to work from home because you had to because of COVID. And you would never go back if they said, hey, by the way, we're back in. I'm all set staying home. I'm cool in my PJs. I'm fine with, I mean, people are all zoomed out. But honestly, you're going to just be going to work. You're not going to be going into the world. I mean, half of the world is open unless you're, like, in Texas or, like, you're in the South. But it's, like, honestly, if you're in New York, like, yeah, you can go to the mall and stuff. But so many people are just, like, not there. Right now, people kind of are. But I don't know. It's just the world is just not the same, in my opinion. For me, it's really nightlife that matters to me. That's going to make the big difference. I need nightlife to be open and I'd rather not like just catch COVID because if I were to go to Atlanta I would catch COVID immediately now I just told you that I did move from east to west west to east and east to west all through COVID all within the year of right now I left on like March 23rd or 24th last year and I've moved back in on August and then I went to go visit my best friend in Seattle recently. So I've done it all during COVID, didn't catch it. You know what I mean? I don't know what COVID is, to be honest with you guys. But anyway, I don't know. There's just so many things. And this is why it sounds like I'm going in circles. But it's because there's just so many things that I want to talk about. When I told you guys that I really do want to run for governor or for senate, I really do mean that. Um, I feel like I can represent so many people because I do know how to actually have an open mind. You, you learn a lot of stuff when you study social work, okay? You learn how to actually listen, like, the right way, okay? You learn how to not project. You know how, you learn how to mind your own black-owned business, honestly. You learn how to do that. And you learn how to not even show. Like, you could have your judgment. You can have that. Sure. Lock it away. Don't let the client know. And that's that's just the only thing that's important. Don't let the client know. And don't let nobody else know what you think 
you could be a whole racist, but your client's black. So right now, black lives matter. <laughs> you know what I mean? And you're going to say whatever the case may be. Actually, you can then switch. If you're really that racist like that, you could then switch your client. Um, that's just going to be a whole ordeal, and it really should be your client switching you. There's no reason for that client to know that you're a racist. That's a whole thing. You know what I mean? It's like that's really being open-minded because you actually care and you have respect for this person and you're just listening because you're racist, but your client is black and they're telling you, you know, they're getting killed in the street for no reason. I got pulled over the other day. Cop really had their hand on their gun. Why? I drive a yellow buggy. What? What threat is that? Why you have your hand on your gun? You know what I mean? And now like that, that social worker who's racist would be like, hmm, you know, I know you now. I've been listening to you for X amount of weeks. And, you know, I'm kind of not okay with you not feeling safe being pulled over by the cops. And you're no threat to them. And they're like feeling like they have a threat. You know, they're the ones with the weapons. That's what the thing I don't get. It's like, you guys keep trying to say that black people are criminals, black and brown people are criminals, we have all these weapons, whatever the case may be. Uh, no, not really. And you actually are equipped with a weapon. How dare you pull that out? When have you ever seen anybody kill a cop? This is not power, which is a great show, by the way. But this is not power. This is not power, okay? We're not 50 Cent who, on his way out, just kills cops. Like, no. I mean, sure, then you go to those areas where that happens, but even so, they're not trying to even do that. You know what I mean? All these arguments that I hear, all these black on black crime, cool. Whose business? Blend your black on business. If there's black on black crime, let it be. If you really think so, and I want to see that statistic, there is, sure. There's all types of crime on type of whatever types of crime, but you just want to say black on black crime. Yeah, there's gang violence. Sure. Where? There is. Yeah, sure. They're telling you that in the rap, whatever's, you know, but it's like, honestly, so then why do you feel like you need to step in? You stepping in, you're not stepping in the right way. So until you figure out the right way to actually step in, just mind your black owned business. Because the right way would be benefiting everybody, each party, not just killing both sides, boom, because they black. Or putting them away, which might as well be killing them, locked up. You know what I mean? There are so many things, you guys. I'm so serious. When I said that at 25, I wanted to run for New York uh, State Senate. I was serious. Okay. Um, there's just so much injustice everywhere. I really feel like um, the the way that the world is right now, um, we need the younger generation to just step in. We can't keep really... We can have, you know, uh, people who are in power right now be the mentors for us but we need to also be you know having a conversation and when I say that I mean intellectual conversation is respectful it's a give and take and people have open minds okay and you're gonna be letting that person know okay for example <coughs> say I who would I interrupt? It would 
would be me interning for someone right now. And that's not always the case, though. I'm being very general. I actually, some people are going to hate me for saying this. I actually really like Governor Cuomo. So sorry. He's one of my faves. Not going to lie. And even when I was in Cali, he was low-key one of my faves. He dug y'all out of the gutter. He dug you guys out of the gutter. That's all I have to say. Lifesaver. Um, and I'm not even going to talk about whatever his allegations are. That's a whole different thing. And I'd rather not lose, you know, followers right now. Um, I don't know. I just think that people need to have an opener, an opener mind. <laughs> a more open mind on a lot of situations. And the thing is, I'm actually someone who's willing to represent a lot of people. This is why when I was in the College of Santa Rose... On the Black Student Union, I was no longer willing to be treasurer anymore. I said, no, I need to be the affinity representative as the liaison for any student, 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 faculty, and or staff to represent whoever towards administration. Whatever the case may be, no, I'm going to let you know what's really going on. For example, no, I'm not even going to give an example. Everyone knows what a liaison is, the middle individual. And I was going to be me for students, faculty, and staff. And I know how to, for the most part, as long as people listen. And the thing that has been coming up a lot lately is that people don't know how to listen. And that's been bothering me because the thing is I already knew how to listen before I even went to these social work classes. And then they really teach you how to actively listen, rightfully so, reflectively so. You know what I mean? do not like literally I, I just it blows mind that people really like don't know that was something in my toxic relationship it's like no I didn't feel respected because I knew how to listen I already knew that and then I was taught that so now I really know how to listen I give you the floor I talk and you don't respectfully listen to me and I already went through that with my family because when I guess with my family it's not always the case with every person of color but for my family you know, honestly, if you're a kid, you're not really uh, assumed to have much uh, intellectual ability. And I hate that. I explained that whole conversation. I had this whole conversation with my family. And honestly, I got really hurt my feelings, honestly. Because they said, how I can't believe we're even having this conversation. I can't believe my child is talking to me. Now, I'm not cursing you out. I'm just, I'm having a conversation with you. It's open. I want you to have an open mind. I'm having an open mind for you. You know what I mean? And we're all adults now, beyond adults. I've been an adult for a very long, not a very long time. I'm not grown. But it's like, no, I've been an adult since I was 18. I'm almost 23. That's not... That's a decent amount of time. I know how to have a conversation with you. I know how to represent others, especially myself. Now, the only thing that I need from you, though, is for you to respect me like how I respect you. And when I say that, I really just mean you have an open mind. And when I speak, I'd like to have the floor and not be interrupted. I hate that the most because me, honestly, depending on who I'm talking to, if you interrupt me, especially on what I'm talking about, because I only speak deeply on things that I'm passionately about, I'm going to, and I'm trying to keep my cool, but it's like, that's my biggest pet peeve, like my, I had just left, like I said, it's like, it's going on three, three days of me now leaving this relationship, and I'm just triggered left and right, this is why 
And it's funny because someone already told me, Haley, no, she said it. She did say, I feel like you're in this relationship because of, you know, your whole childhood. And I was like, nah, you don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> she knows exactly what she's talking about. And I'm seeing it now because I'm here. Here I am. Um, and I'm just like triggered left and right. And it's like I was triggered in it. And now I'm triggered. It's like I'm triggered in the relationship. It's toxic because of my childhood. And then I come back to safety, which is home. And that's where the triggers came from. It's like such a roller coaster. Good thing I love roller coasters and I know how to navigate them and know how to get out of them. I guess the real reason why I pulled you guys here was to honestly open up the conversation more for uh, marijuana. I, but before I even even like say a subject, honestly, um, and I'm going to give you guys more. I don't really need to leave. I don't know why I'm, like, recapping now, but I feel like some people might, like, leave. They'll be like, you know what? I want to talk about marijuana. Marijuana is great. And like I said, once you hit Colorado going west, it's smooth sailing. It's recreational. Excuse me. It's recreational. It's not, you've never seen anyone die from weed. And if you have, you need to send that article my way immediately. Like, immediately, period. I need to see it. Because I've been looking for them. I've been looking for them since the day I started smoking. And it's like, you know what? This is the only thing I know that no one has ever died of. Unless you mix it with something else. Even though I've never seen this either. You would have to mix it with something else. It had to be absolutely laced like absolutely laced like it's not even weed like it just looks like weed it's not weed at all it's a completely different like you can't die on this i understand the whole thing about smoking and whatever no um it's really weird the whole different things about smoking i'm gonna put that in there it's really important that i do all right I have an oral fixation. I used to suck my thumb. Surprisingly, I never had braces. My teeth, I just flossed a lot. My dad was like, you want your teeth to be straight? Floss. And I'm like, BS. And I was like six. So I was like, you know what? Let me try this. And honestly, I've never had a retainer. I've never had anything to like fix my teeth. My teeth just like fix themselves. I used to have my teeth way out there because I used to suck my thumb. I have an oral fixation for that. Then I started chewing gum. Gum makes my stomach hurt now, so I got to stop. Then it's like, damn, I had like trauma because I grew up in a predominantly white town and there was only like three black people and the one black person that I could talk to wasn't really feeling me. I don't want to even say who they were till I met Dynasty. Dynasty moved from the city here. Now, I didn't even like Dynasty at first. This is why we became friends because I told him I didn't like him at all. I actually hated Dynasty. Hated dynasty, but this one thing got us together. He like drank something like water from bottle, and we're in magnetical's class. There's a trash and there's a recycling bin. Threw it in the trash. He finished it. He threw it in the trash. I said, "Wow!" And mind you, I don't like him, so I'm gonna just come straight to you and be like, "Wow, you're just not gonna recycle that? It's right next to it." Like I didn't have to say it's right next to him. It's like, "Wow, you're just not gonna recycle that." It was literally right. That's what biggest pet peeve in my life. And him, I left. I'm like walking out because I think we had like sea lunch or something. But in the corner of my eye, I actually see him go in the trash. There wasn't anything in it <laughs> except for that bottle, basically. Um, 
and he goes in the trash and he takes it out of the trash and he puts it in the recycling bin. That was huge for me because I honestly thought he was just a hole. And I really did not like that honestly. But here he is, my best friend, my ride or die. I will always visit him. He does have family here, so he can always come back. Um, yeah, no, he's really been there. I have to do a whole shout out and a whole, you know, appreciation to Dynasty. I already told him the other day how important he really is. He's been there through thick and thick, through thick and thick, and he made it thin, and it's been thick. And, um, end of life, honestly, uh, too many times, too many times has Dynasty saved me from taking my own life, seriously. Um, I'm glad that I did venture and run away to go west because in the moment of the situation of whatever was going down that day, um, I was contemplating my life called Dynasty. Um, he was in California at the time. He said, whoa, what's going on? He was like, you should just come. Mind you, I wasn't trying to run away forever. I was honestly supposed to be there for like a few days, if not a month. It was supposed to be for like a month, come back for my birthday, um, because I was going to be in an apartment in May 1st anyway. So it's like, okay, yeah, leave now, March, come back. Now, no one knows what I'm talking about right now, because I don't want to get into that right now. No one knows who was toxic in whatever situation that made me leave. But just know that I already felt like I had no friends. I was in a toxic relationship. And I already told you where my trauma is from. So I had nobody. My brother was not in the house. I was, uh, man, alone. I was going to take my life, call my best friend. I'm glad that I, like, call him before that. That's the one thing. That's when you know I know that I'm, like, not going to because I do call him and the thing is doesn't matter how set I am he finds a way to like pull me out so I really do appreciate that um he also got me to like explore yeah I was going on like family trips like when I say explore I mean travel he I was going on family trips and stuff and whatnot south meaning still the east coast I've never realized what a time zone was until I was like why does it say seven? I was just driving through, you know, obviously going west. And I'm like, hmm, my Jeep is, like, not adjusting because it's not an Apple car. It's not adjusting to, like, the time difference. Hmm, I wonder when my class is going to be because this is still when we were going on Zoom. I wonder when my class is going to be. I remember the only nap that I took, I drove straight through. And then I took a nap in Colorado. I didn't know I was in Colorado. I just pulled over at a rest stop. I was like, okay. Because I drank a bunch of energy drinks. Just one. Two. And wa no water. Nope. Dehydrated myself like crazy. And the animal crackers, like I said, probably so dehydrated. But that's how I got through. Mind you, I used to work at DP Dose. So I can do up until five. So when it hit, like, around 7, 6, I was like, all right, I'm kind of tired of seeing yellow dashes and is it yellow dashes and white lines or white lines and white dashes. The road. Tired of seeing it. It's dark. I'm, my eyes are closing and pull over. Slept for, like, three hours. <laughs> Woke back up, and I'm like, hmm, I'm driving down this road. I will never forget this road. 
I had just left, it must have been Nebraska. It had to be Nebraska because, yeah, I had just left Nebraska. I'm like, this is Colorado? Why do I see patches of snow? It's, um, it is March though, so, yeah. I see patches of snow. I'm wondering where I'm at. Welcome to Colorado. What? Yo, this was the most beautiful drive ever. And it was really hard to pay attention because it's like, um, well, I used to drive for a living, so I'm really good at driving, right? But it's like, you want to look so bad. And it's like, you want to look over this hill. I've met the roads. I'm like, is this a, like, video game? The roads are just, I'm picturing the roads, and I'm like, nah, I can't even picture the roads, because you'll be going this way and that way, and I'm like, oh, the cops look cool. The cops were cool. I was, like, speeding with the cops. The cops were not trying to pull me over at all. They were just chilling. You know, West Coast is just, that's not even West. That's, like, technically still Central, if not Mountain time. And it's, like, just, honestly... East Coast just needs to chill out, slow down one step at a time. Whatever you're, like, stressed about, this whole anxiety thing, I don't, I can't, I can't do it. And I can't do it, especially if you guys are not going to legalize weed recreationally, and you better not make it an arm and a leg, like how California sometimes does. You need to make it like how, what is it, Seattle does, Washington State. And you can get a joint. For two dollars and it's two dollars flat it's not tax no tax two dollars flat that's it so you know you went in with ten dollars and you had five blunts they do say they do keep a track of how much weed you are buying so you can't get like 50 joints one that's their inventory that they don't want to give just you so it's like they do but not really they probably could give you that much and that would be it probably and they're like yeah you can't get anything else they do keep an eye on how much stuff you're... It's like a bartender. They're not going to keep, like, giving you if you're, like, completely pissed drunk. You know what I mean? That's, like, unethical. And that's, like, a whole lawsuit, technically, if you died. So, you know what I mean? They make sure. That was the best place, and I can't wait to show the videos and the pictures and talk about, like, how Seattle was. But I wouldn't want to go back to Seattle only because I don't want to be, like, just going where my best friend goes. But California has my heart for sure. It's like, yeah, Seattle's amazing. But I, it's really, it's really California that has my whole heart. And it's either San Francisco because I don't really like heat like that. I hate summer. I hate summer. So if the year could be like springish with wind, sometimes cloudy, sometimes super hot, like how San Fran is year round, I would appreciate that or Sacramento, but I want to be on the coast or close to the coast, right? Or LA. And at first I was like, yeah, I'm not really an LA person. That's where everyone goes. I went to LA. I was like, this is where I want to be. I've seen too many G whips, too much me to be like oh that's gonna be just like the car that I just want and the only reason why is because I've been inside of one and it's like it's just a different life when you go to California especially if you are around those areas of San Francisco, San Diego, um, Los Angeles, what else? I haven't been to Sacramento so I need to talk about that but it's like 
you Santa Barbara, oh my God. But honestly, it's really just the LA because it's people who are leaving from Santa Barbara going to LA. And you're like, yo, I've never seen that car before. I've never seen, I've seen a Lambo. And I'm like, oh, that's what a Lambo looks like? What? I'm sure you can see a Lambo in, LA, in New York, but, you know, it's just interesting that, like, LA is bigger than New York, but there are more people in New York. Disgusting coronavirus. Back to what I was saying about Cuomo, how he pulled you out of the gutter. LA is bigger than New York City. But there are more people in New York City. Disgusting. He pulled you out of the gutter. You guys were the epicenter. Do not act like coronavirus was something to pass off, okay? It's not. People, when I was going through, first of all, I just want you to know, people were like, hmm, New York, they didn't see the plates because they were yellow or orange, Vent- the vintage ones that I originally had. Now I have the newer one, too. And it's like, I used to have the blue one. It was the blue, then it was the vintage, and then now it's the excelsior one and it's like people would look at me i'm just getting gas right across the country and people looking at me like i'm like don't worry i wasn't even in the city like i was upstate so that's first of all and you guys are just honestly thinking new york is just the city only and it's like that's just not the case but also too no i'm just getting gas and i left before covid even really hit my area like that so don't look at me like I'm an alien. Literally, and this is why I really changed my plates, because it's like people really looked at me like, what? And now it's crazy because it's the other way around now. With the Cali, they're like, hmm, now that he pulled you out of the gutter, Andrew Cuomo pulled you out of the gutter, now that he pulled you out of the gutter, now you guys want to look at people with, Cal- with Cali plates and Colorado plates. Like, Well, not Colorado maybe I haven't been paying attention to Colorado I just pay attention to Cali because my ID is Cali the reason my ID is Cali is because they surrender my ID but it's still valid in New York I just need to tell them my numbers um but I don't know I just really hope that everyone is going to be open minded about a lot of things moving forward about a lot of things. I don't care how things were before. You need to be open-minded about now. You need to realize, and if you didn't realize already, that the world that you were living in before was not inclusive. At all. Zero. 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 There was a box. A box. And there are still boxes now, but it's like, if people want to be non-binary, let them be. That's them. That's them pursuing their pursuit of happiness. Pursuing their pursuit of happiness, yep. That's what it is. Mind your black-owned business. You know what I mean? Oh, my God. I hate when people are just like, but here I am, like, not minding my black-owned business. But it's like, no, this is why I'm saying that I would want to represent people because it's like I'm going to teach people not only to mind your black-owned business but understand how to... Put yourself in this person's shoes. If it were the other way, 
you'd be pissed. You would have hate crimes on you. You would have the worst life ever. Now you sitting in privilege, you don't have to worry about that. But just like if you have that 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 skill, but and I'm realizing it's a skill to put yourself in someone else's shoes, just for like a second, and understand where they are. And it's like, damn, that's not right. Yeah, maybe we should change that policy. When was the last time you checked it? Oh, 1301? Like, you know what I mean? It's like, uh, we don't live in that time anymore, bro. On Christmas Day, 1776, General George Washington was up to his tricks. <clears throat> he had an idea that would revolutionize. Hey, a winner. No one knows that song. Washington's hat, Washington's hat, and that. But anyway, no, we've had the same stuff since 1776. And maybe a little bit more recent. You need, we're in 2021. What the fuck? Change it. 2020, 2000 was the year that we should have immediately changed the Constitution. 2000? Are you kidding me? Why are we still going based off of stuff from 1776? Anything from 1776. Like, you could kind of base off of there. That's the foundation. We needed to have built off of that foundation. You know when you build a house? The foundation, you know? You know the song from Kate Nash? Foundations, you know? You guys, we just take a step back. Just like, this is another reason why I think that marijuana should be legal. I need people to be able to, if you can't, if you don't have that skill to take a step back and take yourself like out and put yourself into someone else's shoes and actually have an open mind, I need you to have an edible. If you can't do that, I need you to have an edible because you're going to be snatched from your own mind for just a little bit, just a little bit. And you come right back. It's a little scary the first time. I remember I was smacked once. I was smacked with Nickley. I was like opening portals. This, this, that had to be laced. I was opening portals, like seriously. I was like doodling in the sky with my finger. That's a little, see, that's what Dr. Carl Hart was talking about. Stuff like that. If you don't know where you're getting your edible from, you put it in, you, you get it tested. It's telling you what's in it. Nah, this is not safe. You're gonna trip out. Boom. No, it's not going to say that, but it's going to say it has this much of this, it has this much of this, it has this much of this. Don't take it. Or if you are, don't take the whole cookie. Take one-fifth, because it's lace. Or it has something in it that you are going to trip out for, for like the next five hours, and it's going to seem like 24. But you know that it's just overnight, but it's going to feel like two days and you're gonna wake up and not know what's going on, like not know what happened, or you will, and I did, and I was like, was I opening portals? I gotta get out of here. <laughs> I gotta get out of here. But it had to have been laced, and that's what Carl Hart was saying. You shouldn't have an experience like that. Lately, I've had edibles, and like I said, after I had those that 900 milligrams on my 22nd birthday. 900 milligrams. I might have had a thousand because I had like a, I smoked, like I said before, all day. So it's like mm, the night before because it was going into my birthday. Yeah, no, man. I was definitely like dead, dead. Not dead, dead, but 
that was dying. But that was actually, I should have tuned into it. That's the thing. See, paranoia, because of the stigma. Sometimes, okay, and this is what I learned from watching the Goop Lab. When they would go to, I want to say they went to Jamaica, and they did shrooms, but they had it in tea, and they microdosed, and they had it with, like, I'm going to say a therapist, lack of a better word. And they're going through this experience, and they're like, okay, don't, don't fight that experience. What do you see? What's going on? Like, tell me about what you're experiencing. People are crying. People are having meltdowns. People are, like, having epiphanies. People are, you know? It's like, no, don't run away from what you're tripping out from. What are you tripping out from? Like, what, tell me what you're experiencing. What's the trip? What is the trip? Okay, the alleged trip. But if it's tea, it's a little different. And you might only have, like, a little bit of tea anyway. And it's like, okay, you know what? Yeah, you see your dad? Their dad would be, this is a group lab now. Their dad would be, like, had passed a while ago. You see your dad? What's going on with your dad? Okay, we'll talk about that. Okay, dive, dive deeper, dive, you know? that's what I would I just wouldn't want to have shrooms every day that's just too much therapy for me on my own and it's like I can't focus on just the client I don't think but I would totally do that it's like no please I was telling my parents that it's like you guys really have so much stigma on marijuana yo I went across the country and I could go down the street and buy it you know and I had a dealer but you want the dealer prices because like I said that's where we got the 900 milligrams for cheap um it wasn't I wasn't least it's just it was just a lot that I took that I like just took and then I'm like what did we just eat again oh edibles how many were in like oh yeah it was 300 per strip oh my god you know we thought it was like 100 per strip no it was 300 milligrams per strip me had like three oops it's too late it's too late but anyway, I'm alive now, and I then, like I said, I had 900 again and again and again. So let me go back to that, right? Then you go to the um, dispensary. If you're actually prescribed, okay, so like I said, it's, okay, we're in Cali, we're in um, Port Jimenez, because that's the name of the dispensary and also the area. Um, like I said, I tripped out from 900, me essence from East Coast, and so... But then, like I said, I can have 900 right now and nothing would happen to me. Something would happen, but I'm not going to, like, die and be like, oh, my God, I'm going into the underworld. Um, so, point you know me. Uh, and you guys just pick up your little joints and you're, oh, what's the deal today? Oh, yeah, let me get some whatever. And then someone comes in with their medical card. Now, this person gets prescribed... 15,000 milligrams THC. What? Bro, I tripped out on 900. How are you getting prescribed from your doctor 1,500? That is something to look into. You see what I'm saying? That is something to look into. And I just told you, it's like a tolerance thing, but to be honest with you, if you have, like, okay, me, I was always in pain. I've been in so many accidents. Someone hit me. Someone popped a Yuli. This guy just got out of jail. Um... <coughs> He was already driving weird. Um, and I was leaving New Palm. Uh, well, my place. My town. I already said it, but anyway. I was leaving my town. And he goes towards the parking ride. Doesn't indicate. Just pulls off. 
trying to pop a Yui, though. He looks like he's going into the parking lot. Mind you, he was already driving weird and, like, all over the place. And then he turns towards the throughway to leave. And then I swear he looked like he was going... 